Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to the Nerd Game Night Podcast. I'm Aiden. I'm Matthew. And it's time for another round of Crash Test Gaming. So, Matthew, uh, what games did you pick for us this week? Well, as usual, completely randomly, picked out Cards Against Humanity and Secret Hitler. Uh, Cards Against Humanity, Secret Hitler. That sounds like um, uh, the last laugh. Let's find out why. Let's talk about similarities, differences, as we always like to do. I want to bring up first the first two games that were made by the exact same creators. Yeah. When you're choosing from a pool of 14 games, and two of them are by the same, one in seven chance. Are those odds right? I can't be right. Yeah, surely. Well, one, I mean, one in, oh, seven? one in seven of picking, oh, one in seven of picking one of those two games first, and then it's times one in no, be, 13. Oh, two, yeah. So, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Why is an Owen here to correct yeah. our math? I don't do economics <laughs> or statistics. Although I think if Owen was here, he would have just nodded along and been like, yeah, that's probably right. And then, like, <laughs> just, just wouldn't be arse thinking about it. Probably. Yeah. So, getting into it. Um, both games are... No, I was going to say both games are solo. They're not. Christine's Humanity is a solo game. Hitler is a co-op game. Technically, neither game has a board. Uh, yeah. Cards Against Humanity is you have a rake of cards to choose from and you have to supply a card... Uh, Secret Hitler, you have technically a board, but it's more of a counter and not a board. Um, both are printable. Both are, yeah. We we I will have to remember the uh, the creators' names and and tag it in here somewhere. <laughs> Completely awkwardly chopped. It'll in. it'll be in the bio. It's Dif- fine. Different background noise. Yeah. And everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll be in the bio. Uh, so and the other big sorry, oh yeah, the other big it. similarity is. Or a difference, whatever way you want to look at it. You like both these games. I hate both. <laughs> yeah. Bit, bit stronger, but yeah. yeah. Like, bit really, stronger than I. Really like Secret Hitler. Uh, I am partial to Crimes Against Humanity if you have a large enough group that don't really care. And I would say <laughs> I have the exact same feelings, just scaled down. So yeah. I like Secret Hitler. That's fair. I don't like Crimes Against Humanity. I always like to dive into the end game at yeah. first, so... Uh, how you win Cards Against Humanity is to have the most uh, black question cards at the end. Yeah. How you win in Secret Hitler is to either get your party uh, up to their quota first or to either kill or elect Hitler. In a sense, obviously, other than the electing Hitler after the three cards pass, they're both like about accumulating cards in your favour. Essentially, enough, yeah. Solo and co-op, but... Um, and the types of games Cards Against Humanity is just make the person who's choosing the cards laugh the most. Yeah. Um, and uh, Secret Hitler, as we love to describe, is a social deduction game. Yeah. That's enough about the individual games. This is The Last Laugh. I really like that name. I liked it, yeah. I liked it more and more. We did go through a few iterations. Um, Comedy Club was, was another one. Um, Political Circus was one I liked. But yeah. um, The Last Laugh, we'll find out why why that's apt now in a, in a few minutes. Well, I just go through... Because this game in particular, as opposed to the last few, we've come up with a fairly strict and like actual set of rules. 
where previously we were vaguely outlining. So will I just run through sort of the basic playing rules and then we can flesh them out a bit more? Definitely. I just want to say before you say that, interestingly, I hadn't thought about this before, this is also a game that once you own Cards Against Humanity or once you printed out Cards Against Humanity, you could pretty much play, like this would, like Secret Hitler and Cards Against Humanity, you can sort of home game them. Like we could play this right now yeah. if we wanted to, if we had a big enough group. Yeah, we, I mean, I could scribble down some cards <laughs> and we could go to town. <laughs> Only if we have uh, six or more players, though. Exactly. Um, so, given the games and given what we'll get into in a few moments, we've decided you have to have even numbers to play. Yeah. And you have to have a minimum of six players. Yeah. So, we've kept the president-chancellor dynamic from Secret Hitler. We can call them president and vice president of the comedy club if that's what you want to do. Something yeah. like that. So each round, there's going to be a president on one team of three or more and a chancellor on the other team of three or more. So everyone will get a chance being president. More than likely, I would say with the chancellor role, you keep it the same. More than likely, everyone will also get a run at it. Yeah. But it's the previous president can't be in the... It can't be chancellor. Yeah. But it could happen that it just goes back and forth. But people aren't going to play it like that. Yeah. Say they're going to rotate. Around. So s- sticking to that mechanic, the president switches sides each time and whoever's president picks their counterpart on the opposite team. Exactly. Um, which is a nice change from Secret Hitler where you don't know what's happening. True. So the general function of the game we're thinking is two minimum players on each other team have, say, six cards to choose from. Six of the um, Cards Against Humanity cards. A black card is read out. The two players on each team can confer, pick their two favourite cards. If it's a three-player game, they'll pick their three, three favourite cards and supply them all under the table to the president. The president is going to look through, pick their favourite two cards. We haven't quite decided whether it's two or three. Maybe it'll go up with the more players it's in a game. Yeah, so I think in a six-player game, we said it would be each team chooses two, then the president chooses two, and then the chancellor chooses his favourite one. Exactly. Uh, in an eight-player game, it will be three, three, and one. Yeah. So it will always be one at the end. Yeah. So whoever is playing the game, the, the sort of bystanders in this, will supply what they think are their best jokes for the comedy club to get, uh, to get booked, let's say. President picks his top two, if it's a, a six-player game, passes those over to the opposite team, to the chancellor, who's his counterpart, and that person is going to pick their favourite card. In this scenario, in the early game, neither the president nor the chancellor know what cards their teams are picking. You're immediately changing the dynamic of Cards Against Humanity, where you are literally just trying to get the cards are to laugh the most. Mm-hmm. So now you have to both pick what you think the sitting president, if they're not on your team, will find funniest, and what your your chancellor, what your representative, will also find funniest. So you're trying to you're trying to tailor your joke, let's say, to two individuals instead of one now. Yeah, and the president and the chancellor are trying to pick not only what they think is funniest, but also what they think their team would have picked. Yeah. So let's like be honest about this game. This game isn't foolproof. Like Cards Against Humanity, this isn't like, oh, this is how you strategize to win at this game all the time. Yeah. This game is going to come down to, oh crap, we got shitty cards. Oh, we thought Aiden would know this was us, but he doesn't know this is us. Yeah. But it is like another big similarity with both these games. It's a party game. Yeah. 
Um, and, and I think that the aspect of having two representatives, one on either team, is almost a complete mirror of Secret Hitler, where if it's a six-player game or seven-player game, I can't remember off the top of my head, Hitler is trying to find out who his teammates are, and they're mm-hmm. trying to actively tell him. So this is almost a complete flip of this. Your uh, representative is going to have to think, what would my teammates, what sort of mindset are my teammates in? What cars are they going to try and supply me with? And then you can't even come up with a strategy. It's just trying to figure out your own players as the game progresses. Yeah, so I think we didn't really talk about this beforehand, but the president receives the cards. Do you think he calls them all aloud like you do in Cards Against Humanity? Um, Or do you think he just decides himself? I think definitely the Chancellor goes with his last two and yeah. says these are the two I'm thinking yeah, between. I, I would say the president just looks at them the same as in uh, Secret Hitler. He looks at them silently, makes a decision, passes it on. The yeah. final decision is down to the Chancellor. They can give the tiebreaker. They can give exactly. both, both options so that you can sort of gauge reactions almost in it. So like if you read off two cards and both teams react, you know you've got a big decision because maybe you've got a card from each team if only one team reacts maybe it's it doesn't matter which one you pick and that could even be a good strategy on the team's parts is if you react a certain way to a card definitely maybe the chance will think oh shit maybe I've got their card and it's actually a decision it, maybe that's a way to play uh, play off the other representatives I, I think as well it solves a big problem with Cards Against Humanity which we talked about before that it's a great party game, but when you have like six, seven, eight people, it gets just so laborious, like going through card yeah, after card that is after card. my least favorite part of that game is if you have six, seven people, one person reading out six <laughs> cards, by the time they get to the end of the sixth <laughs> card, oh shit, what was the first one? Did yeah. I even read it? I was like... What was the joke? Was it... Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you get to a card that has two answers, it's like you're reading off 16 <laughs> fucking bullshit things and you don't remember and then you just go for one of the last two because it's all you can remember exactly so this is much more like you only get three present does a quick search doesn't even read it you only have two options at the end that's all anyone hears cool so so what's going to be the end condition in this then so the end condition is going to be same as cards against humanity first to ten wins wins (laughs) yeah perfect we did want to keep seeing as we sort of top-loaded it with Cards Against Humanity, we did want to keep some of the mechanics of Secret Hitler. Seeing as we're not doing the straight voting in of people and policies and things, what we did want to keep was the milestones, let's call them. Once yeah. uh, the fascists reach a certain amount of policies, the president gets powers. Mm-hmm. So do you want to go through one or two of those? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think not even for the sake of trying to shoehorn in some Secret Hitler mechanics... We actually ran into the problem that we were like, oh, this could just be such a whitewash snowball, you know, of 8-0 and, okay, should we even keep playing this Yeah, thing? as often happens in Cards Against Humanity, one person, if they know the Tsar every time, they could just get lucky and win 7-8 exactly. like in a row and everyone else is just a, a, a spectator. I so, lost my words. So we wanted to bring in different things. So we haven't, again, as usual, quite decided exactly on how it would work, but the way we were thinking of is by judging it on a a head scheme. So, for example, if one team is five ahead of the other, that the team who's behind gets to add in an extra card. So they're just increasing their odds of getting their card passed through. If they're six ahead, the president or the chancellor, whichever one is on their team, gets to look at one of their cards at random. 
So And this is before they choose their answer. So say it's a six player game, you have a pool of eight cards that you're picking two from. Yeah. Your representative, whoever it is, gets to see one of those cards at random. Exactly. As Aiden pointed out, just to go through that one quickly, quite likely that you're going to include that. Quite likely that if it gets down to the Chancellor, well not a hundred percent likely he's gonna pick that one. But it does mean that in that case it has to get through the president, or if the president was on your team, it ha- the president will pass it on, but then the chancellor will also have to think, oh, this makes sense, or yeah. this is funny. So initially when that was brought up, I thought, well, that's always going to win then, because if, yeah. if they know what it is, you're going to put it in. But then, again, going back to the cards, depending on the question, not all cards are going to function and oh, and and yeah. in, in there's often a case where you're holding 10 cards in a, in a game of cards against humanity and you've got no good answers so even if they see a card it might not be the one you choose in the very simplest way it could be so transparent that that's what happened if the thing literally makes no sense yeah so it's like so it's today a t- at david cameron's house tomato relish minister of god it would be like wait what this yeah. doesn't make any sense so it, it's it's either you take the risk and somehow it gets through phase one you would really have to get lucky so it's it's a small potential payoff yeah and the other ones after that we're saying like seven ahead let's say they get to show a card that they want to pick to the president or chancellor again so it's increasing their odds now that might sound like a big sw- a big advantage but it's meant to be because if the other team are seven ahead the game is almost over it's exactly yeah and so we were sort of taking the same same way we flipped the roles in secret hitler we're doing the exact same again we're taking oh once the fascists get a certain point ahead they get even more powerful hmm. instead because we don't like that mechanic in the cards against humanity setting we're saying as soon as one team gets so far ahead they need to be handicapped. Well, here we're just guaranteeing who gets the power. We're, like, in Secret Hitler, it can be that the liberals get the yeah, power true. of seeing stuff, which is good, but... It's always to the fascist's advantage, technically. Exactly. Um, but this day, it's always, if you're behind, you're going to... Again, if you're seven behind, giving that big of an advantage isn't that big of an advantage. Exactly. Because once you get back to only five behind, you lose the powers again. Exactly. So that's pretty much it as a succinct game. Like we said, it is a party game, it is a short game. I would actually say that this is almost the one I've been most happy with in terms of a combination that's created a new game. I, uh, I, I think so. And sort of fixed a lot of things. Well, fixed in terms of Secret Hitler is making it just less serious. But I'm not saying that it needs that fix. But definitely it fixed a lot of things I don't like about Cards Against Humanity. And it brings this whole funny team aspect to it like I was saying like oh we thought you'd pick this one oh you didn't you know yeah um, and uh, I think we've we've definitely leaned a good bit more toward the Cards Against Humanity definitely, side yeah. but I do like that it's definitely not Cards Against Humanity mm-hmm. we're not a huge fan of that game but I think we've changed it and updated it enough and imported a lot of the mechanics from the Secret there to make Cards Against Humanity a game I actually want to play Definitely. as opposed to a game that everyone suggests to play it is actually I, we're going back to whatever episode Cards Against Reality was in season 1 but it's like never fails that when you're talking to someone about board games they're like have you ever played that one yeah uh, card, oh, Cards Against Humanity and you're like, yeah. like I rarely I would hardly I'll, call that a I'll, board I'll, game I'll one up you guy give me 15 <laughs> minutes and a scissors I'll, I'll give you a good game 
Uh, but the last lap, and the last lap is obviously because the last card that's played down is the last lap. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said we'd get to that, and we really didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, you might have super fun jokes, but uh, Chancellor always has the last lap. Exactly. So, if you want to get in touch with us, our email is nerds at nerdgamenight.com, or get us on Twitter. We're at nerdgamenight there. Also, remember to check out our website, nerdgamenight.com. Until next time, I've been Aiden. I've been Matthew. And that was another round of Crash Test Gaming.